You are now in the mix with the Atomic Podcast, where we blow up the news. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, where we're coming to you live from Times Square, New York City, where we blow up the news on a variable scale. I am Ephraim Guzman, along here with my longtime close personal friend, my heterosexual life mate, my Mac to my cheese, Eves, the Canon Senate. That's a new one. Uh, Mac, Mac to your cheese? Yes. Episode <laughs> number one. 10, so, you know. Is it 10 already? Yeah, episode 10, dude. Jesus. 10 episodes straight. You know, it's not 10 straight. years, but it's just 10 episodes. So straight, at least. But that's a long time, man. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, we started, like, early in the summer, I believe, right? Now we're here in the cold of the October. Yeah, Oktoberfest, basically. So it's beers, Halloween costumes, trick or treat. Comic Con. Yeah, Comic Con, which is approaching. Just by the time you're hearing this, is probably going to be. It's going to be here already. By the yeah. time you hear this, yeah, probably. Then we already had went to the Comic Con. We had a good time, and I guess we'll talk about it in future shows. But you know, um, they're getting down to some news aspects in the latest of the worldwide. I know web. what you want to talk about. What the Avengers? Yeah, the yeah. Avengers rumor. I know oh you're going to talk about that. The contracts supposedly are up by episode, I mean episode, uh, Avengers 2, <laughs> yeah, with Chris Hemsworth, um, Black Widow, um, Scarlett Johansson, their contracts are supposedly up, and they might have a different cast of Avengers, which is probably why Batista is already signed for Avengers 3, or he's negotiating for Avengers 3, which might feature the Guardians, and a So mixture. wait, they're gonna put the new characters that Marvel's putting out, and they're gonna add Batista to a new Avengers team? Could be Guardians of the Galaxy oh, with the Hulk. You know, so they didn't mention the Hulk or anything like that. Hulk is so. CGI. They don't. They, 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 yeah. Mark Ruffalo doesn't necessarily need to be in it. That's true. If they give the Hulk a brain and just have him talk like the comics, he never needs to change to Bruce Banner. You can always have the Hulk in a movie. But he can but. talk. People see him speak. But you know, yeah. besides Hulk smashing, you know, what do you say? Puny, yeah. puny god. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you don't need to. Yeah, they don't really need Mark Ruffalo. But that'd be messed up, though. That'd be messed up if they yeah. if everybody's gone, like, or you know, half of them are gone. Because these are iconic characters, and now they're going to yeah. let them go for what? Yeah, I know. I, I thought they're going to leave. I'm sure they'll negotiate with money right in Remember time what I said that break. Marvel has that freaking Scrooge McDuck money bank yeah. in the back of the they the, have the Brinks trucks. Yeah. They do. They can pay everybody. Come on, they're going to make way more money than they pay these ca- these um actors and actresses. Yeah, the movie's going to be phenomenal. I, you know, regardless, they're, I, I have a strong feeling that they're all going to sign up and they're all going to be in it. And the Guardians, and mark my words, it's going to be the Guardians and the Avengers against Thanos. That's what's going to so happen. So you think that's eventually. what's going to happen? You, did, you, did, you said that about Part 2 and then Ultron well, came out. Part 2 just, they reneged the whole thing. I, I don't know. I don't you know used to say the rise of Thanos every three seconds since yeah, it came out. I was telling him before the podcast, why right, yeah, the Rise of Thanos, the Rise of Thanos. And I and was then, just looking at him like, can he stop saying the Rise of Thanos? And then Ultron came out of nowhere. Yeah, and it became Age of Ultron. But, you know, it was close enough. You know, Ultron's another powerful villain, but Thanos is like the big bad. And, you know, to get everybody for part three, it's going to be a big undertaking, but it's going to happen. Watch. Um, I don't know what they're going to call the third title. It's probably going to be, I don't know, it's probably going to be... Infinity Gauntlet. The, the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. They're probably not going to call it that. They're probably not. It's going to be too much to, for the, a person. The, the Infinity Stones? Infinity some Infinity, or, or, I don't know. Uh, it's not going to be called Infinity Gauntlet. I know that for damn sure. Yes. And plus, who knows if it's going to be really about that? Yeah. I don't know. You, know. you know, they just be switching up and flipping and everything. You know. 
What can you do though? Anything else you want to talk about? What else? Um, what well, else? we already talked about the Fantastic Four, Michael B. Jordan. Oh God, yeah. Um, it's going to be more grounded in reality, whatever reality is for a comic book. But this um, was being some containment suits. It's not yeah. going to be like the spandex, mm-hmm. like we're used and not to. going to be in space. So, oh God, that sounds interesting. That's know? next year, right? Yeah, and also, um, um, Fox, you know, the Deadpool movie is going to be connected to the X Men franchise, the X Men universe. So Deadpool is going to be part of the X-Men franchise. I don't know how, but that's the rumor that's going around now. So so you know how, like, you know, Thor and Iron Man connects because the Avengers. Well, Fox's properties are Deadpool and the X-Men, so they're all going to connect in their own cinematic universe. That's kind of dope. Yeah. That's kind of dope. I mean, but how are they going to do it? Because isn't the whole X-Men universe all jacked up as we speak? Didn't Days of Future Past mess up everything? Yeah, but supposedly this is the last of the trilogy for the X-Men first class, but I'm sure they're still going to do other movies. But for the first, oh, so class it's first itself, class, and Days of Future Past, and, and then Apocalypse. Yeah, that's, and that's it. the end of that trilogy. So you know, as a new trilogy is supposed to come up, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to switch the actors, but there's going to be a, probably a new storyline that's involved, and I'm sure they're going to coincide coincide movies with Deadpool and stuff. So that's the rumor that's going around. This is all speculation. Is Ryan Reynolds going to be Deadpool? Um, so I don't see why not. Who else can play? Who else can play him? Like I don't see anybody else. I, I don't see it. But even though you didn't really know if he was under that mask, though. Yeah. Like, what was that about? They just was like, "Yo, let's shoot a Deadpool movie. Let's see if it's going to work out." Well, they, I think they did a screen test and they just wanted to see. They wanted to show, I guess, you know, the people who's going to fund it how it would look like having Yo, a Deadpool they, movie. It, it, it was so. I was watching that from the previous Comic Con. You know, the footage. Like, why did they not have that? Already, like that movie was that little short. Was it five minutes? Yeah. Oh man, he, it was just like really like Deadpool for real. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. It, it was, was really, really good. Awesome. I was like, wow, that was a good move they did. But I don't know. But I hope, I hope it works out. I hope it works out because I don't know is Wolverine gonna. St- oh, Wolverine does know Deadpool because they yeah. were in you know in. But the, now with the cinematic universe, that got erased. <laughs> so who knows what's gonna happen now? You See, know? that's what's kind of X Men Origins Wolverine never happened with the new timeline with Days of Future. Nothing Pass. ever happened with that old timeline. Um, yeah, I think you're so right. So will Apocalypse yeah. be after the... No, Apocalypse is not going to be in the timeline. Apocalypse is going to be after Days of Future Past. Yeah, which right? just takes place in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, Storm is going to be younger. Cyclops is going to be younger. Different actors, so... Are they all in it? Um, I Supposedly, yeah. I think it's going to be... Supposedly, it's going to be Storm with the Mohawk, the way she was in the 80s. So it's going to be an interesting take on it. You see what good... Um, that actress who was 12 years a slave will be a good storm. Yes, yes, What's yes. I name? forgot her name. I don't know her name. Something in I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Are you trying I'm, to be funny? I'm, no, I'm, I'm butchering trying the name. Trying to be funny? I'm like, don't be funny. Yeah, yeah, that's no, not that's I'm not, not, I'm not <laughs> trying to be funny. <laughs> you try to be funny, dude. What's her name? You I don't know. You can Google it. If you Google want. it, but... I don't know how to pronounce it. But she would be perfect storm with the mohawk. Like, she'd yeah. be perfect. Like, um, yeah, excellent, excellent. Yeah, that would be dope. Um, what else you want to talk about? Because it's... I mean, it's kind of dry. Comic-Con is not too far like I mean it, it, we, the Comic Con news is what's going to be yeah. what everybody's going to be talking about yeah that's the one where we're definitely going to be back together we're going to have a whole podcast just about Comic Con you know right now we've been doing a lot of interviews lately so you know but you you've, know, been, keep, you've been really 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 on your grind with yeah. these interviews I see that yeah, brother especially this interview today um, you know we you know as I talked about my wrestling past I love wrestling Eves loves wrestling as well yes sir um, who was your favorite managers back in the days of wrestling Mr. Fuji Mr. Fuji? Wow, yeah. I like I Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji. Or uh, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. I thought you would say the um, the Doctor of Style, Slick. I'm a oh, Josh no, Soul bro. bro a Josh Soul oh, bro. No. You always like lie him. to your I friends. Liked, I liked um, Jimmy Hart. 
because he was the worst antagonizer ever, and Mr. Fuji was also good. Yeah, Mr. Fuji was good. You know, I, I like Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jim Cornette. Yeah, Jim Cornette, yeah, right, right. Um, who else? Did Hulk, was Hulk, did Hulk ever have a manager? Yeah, he had Classy Freddy Blassie. He was on the When he first started. The Pencil Neck Geek guy, he used to say, you Pencil Neck Geek? Yeah, when he first started, Classy when Hogan was a villain. Jesus yeah. Christ, man, God, that's taking me back. Classy wow. Freddie Blassie, um, Jim Cornette, uh, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. You know who was Paulie Dangerously. Right, right. There's right. a lot of wrestlers, but there's one wrestler, I mean one wrestler, one manager who really is like the most obscure manager, but he was a part of WCW, WCW. back in the ni- in the 90s, and he was Sonny Ono, remember him? Uh, I do, vaguely. You were telling me about him, I looked yeah, him up. he manages like all the Japanese talents and right, Mexican right. talents. Monday Night Nitro, right? Yeah. Thursday Night Thunder. Yeah. That's when he was on He was on that. Thunder okay. and Nitro, yeah. Right. He, he had all the Japanese managers. He managed some of the Mexican wrestlers, but he was always predominantly with Ultimo Dragon. And, you know, he was, I know Ultimo Dragon. I yeah. know. But he used to do Kung Fu also. Yeah, he was a karate champion, Bantamweight division. He's been around the block for a Jesus while. Christ. And we had a nice, in-depth conversation about the wrestling business, his personal life. Um, talked about his um, lawsuit with WCW for racial discrimination. It's it's a is that lawsuit still going on? Um, I'll leave it. I'll let you hear it. When oh, okay, you get my bad. All right, all right. We'll you let know? the audience hear it. Okay, yeah. so this is the interview with Sonny Ono. This is the Atomic Podcast. Let it begin. All right. Okay, this is the Atomic Podcast. This is Ephraim Guzman. I'm here with my guest. He was a former manager in, in WCW, and in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinion, he is the originator of the king of selfies by way of Fujifilm camera and one of the greatest managers of all time, I'm going to give to you Sonny Ono. Sonny, how are you doing today? Really good. How you doing? Every, uh, I, I hope all your fans are listening. Yes, and, yes. Uh, you know, everything's good here. Good, good. Where are you residing at now? Well, I, you know, I have always, believe it or not, all the traveling we have done, I have always lived in Iowa, so... Uh, it's a great small community. I live in, in uh, uh, North Central Iowa, and mm-hmm. uh, well, it's south of Minneapolis. And uh, you know, a lot, lot of good wrestling came out of Minneapolis too. And, and, and uh, wrestling is huge, and uh, collegiate wrestling and amateur wrestling here in Iowa. So uh, yeah, and my boy wrestles, and, and he just graduated from high school as a state champion. Oh and, wow! Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, he's going to Wolfburg College, which is uh, uh, Division Three NCAA. Um, uh, four-time uh, national champion the last four years in a row. And uh, I think, I, I believe they're like 11-time NCAA champion. Oh, wow. wow. How, how, how old is your boy? He, he just turned 18. He just 18? Oh, okay, okay. Wow, so wrestling was always in his blood, or he just got into it in school? or? Uh, no, yeah, he, I mean, he, you know, he wrestled uh, uh, since he was about five. So, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been wrestling. It's a great, you know, great discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's nothing like wrestling that that, that teaches individual um, uh, self-discipline. Because, you know, and wrestling have to watch their weight, you know, and you have to be motivated. If you don't like losing, you better get in the room, yeah. you know. And, uh, so it, it, it's, it's a great discipline. And and, it's, it, and you got to remember, it's the only martial arts that is taught in the school system. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I like I like I like the what you know what wrestling teaches individuals. Yeah, it it also like you know with wrestling also, but you know I'm not a wrestler, but um, it seems with a lot of defeat, you know, you learn from every match you have, and um, it teaches you, you know, you know you're gonna do better the next time, you're gonna do better the next time. So it, it almost like instills values in you. Am I correct or? Yeah, it, 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 it
Understand, I understand. So let's just talk about yourself, man. Where um where did you grow up, man? How did you you know where where did you live at originally? I'm originally from Tokyo, and 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 uh, uh, moved here when I was about 11 years old to the United States. So um that you know that's uh, I'm I'm fluent in Japanese, so that's you know that 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 kind of led me to uh, and I studied martial arts. Yeah. So I was involved in karate from you know uh, before I got into wrestling, and so. Um, um, we had all, you know, karate schools, and, and, I, and I competed nationally yeah. and globally. I, I, I competed in, you know, um, everywhere from uh, Europe, um, South America, um, and, 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 you know, of course, in the United States and, and Asia. So, you know, I got to compete. You know, I had a, a life before wrestling, uh, um, professional wrestling, I mean. And, uh, but, you know, because of my martial arts training and, 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 and that field, but that's how I got in the wrestling business. But Eric Bischoff and I, you know, we were, we were, uh, um, uh, in essence, a teammate. We used to travel together and go to our national tournaments all over the country, and that's how we know each other. Oh, yeah. oh so you met him, you met him, you met him during the martial arts circuit? Around... Yeah, we were on a circuit together, yeah. Oh, okay. But who got you into martial arts? Did, did like, your your father and mother said, all right, I'm going to put you in martial arts at an early age? Or? I, I, you know, it, it was kind of, you know, I, I was already into judo when I, before I left Japan, but, you know, I mean, being, being, being a, a, a small stature and being Asian, they, they kind of kind of expect you to know some kind of martial arts, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was, you know, I was drawn to it, um, so I studied martial arts while I was in, in you know, at, at high school, and, and uh, and, and competed, and, and it just carried on through my, um, um, you know, all my, actually, till I was, I was really competing, you know, till I was about 30, and uh, in, in national tournaments, so, and, um, uh, you know, I was, I was a kickboxer, number one in the world from 1975 to 1981, for uh, a karate association of Bantamweight, which was a 118-pound weight class back then, and, uh, uh, so I competed at the PKA, okay. uh, which was Professional Karate Association, and uh, so you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I, my background's in combat. So, um, uh, uh, have you suffered? Kind of, have you suffered any injuries during the kickboxing and martial arts? Did you suffer any? Injuries? Oh yeah, you know, we all get them. You know, broken fingers to to uh, you know, knock out tooth here and there, and uh, uh, but not, nothing major. Yeah. So you must have a tremendous amount of trophies in your in your wall or in your room or Yeah, I have over a thousand trophies. <laughs> is it in storage or is it it's collecting dust in my my, uh, my storage. <laughs> oh wow, Sonny. Wow. So um in kickboxing though, um there's a lot of discipline in kickboxing and um there's a lot of uh Concentration and did it did it made you the person you are today or did you learn? Without a doubt, I mean my martial arts played a big big part in my life and and, and certainly and, and you know uh, uh, physically and, and and mentally obviously I'm very competitive and, 
given opportunity. You know, I, I mean, I competed in Madison Square Garden. Um, oh, wow. How many years ago was that? Uh, you know, like in the 70s. Okay. You know, in the uh, mid-70s. And, and uh, so, um, you know, so when a transmission came to professional wrestling, being on front of the camera, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was pretty, you know, pretty easy transition, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, WCW was an amazing uh, wave of, uh, um, um, you know, opportunity that, that we had. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you this, Sonny. Well, um, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but how did you get into WCW? So you did martial arts. You did that for X amount of time. Um, what led you into into the wrestling business from the martial arts? Like, how does that go together? How did you do that? Well, Eric Bischoff and I done some business together. Um, uh, we, we, we maintain our friendship. Um, I mean, and I just saw him a couple weeks ago. A legend of wrestling autograph signing session, and you know we maintain our friendship all these years. He's, he's one of you know, and 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 at, at, and at a personal level, I owe him a lot for giving me the opportunity that that he has presented for me. Um, what happened was um, um, uh, we done some business together. He um, um, through that he got involved with Vern Gagne in the AWA up in Minneapolis, and. Um, he got into wrestling business, and after that, you know, he was doing some business with uh, 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 Turner Television uh, because the Turner Network was uh, running, showing those AWA television shows, wrestling shows, and and um, so that you know that led to Eric getting hired by um, uh, World Championship Wrestling as an announcer, and as he moved on and moved up the ladder. And you know, eventually became a vice president of World Championship Wrestling, and he wanted to uh, introduce more Japanese wrestlers and 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 rekindle the business they had with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And so he and and since he knew that I was fluent in Japanese, he asked me to come along on a trip. So we went to Japan together, and and um, uh, conclusion of that business on the question, Masa Saito. Asked Eric Bischoff was who was going to be our contact person when we call your office, and Eric, without hesitation, said, "Well, that would be Sonny." Oh wow! And and, um, and and at that moment, you know, I, I got hired by WCW to uh, uh, to do international business for uh, uh, you know for uh, World Championship Wrestling, and and that grew into you know bringing you know our talent. It was a, well, part of the business was talent exchange program. Okay. So. We brought, you know, we, we we brought their wrestler over to put on our television. By doing that, since none of them spoke English, they needed on-camera talent. So that that's a, you know, it just allowed me to become the manager for them. Oh, so it was almost like by default, you know, saying um, you're Japanese, they're Japanese. We'll make Sonny Ono the manager, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's basically how 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 he came down. And it was, you know, it was an opportunity that that somewhat created itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and you just got to be ready to step step through it when when opportunity comes. And and you know, not only that to bring the Japanese wrestlers, um, and and you know, really really jump starting the New Japan business as well as WCW business. You know, this this is in you know ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. 
beginning of the uh, uh, resurgence of WCW, over you know when they overtook WWE, um, and and television rating, and and demand of the television uh, programming became more and more. We started using more Japanese talent, and not only that, we started using the American talent that was working for New Japan, and 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 those guys were Dean Malenko's. Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Ultimo Dragon, you know, and thus introduced, I think, in, in my opinion, that 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 gave the the WCW um, uh, edge on wrestling because those guys they need a storyline, you know. They, they I mean they were just a great wrestling on television, yeah. you know. And I think I think I think that that made, that that made us a little different than what you know what uh, uh, WWE was doing. Yeah, because at that time, you know, there's there was an influx of a lot of great Japanese talent. You had you know Jushin Thunder Liger, Masahiro Chono. Um, Tenzan, Ken, um, Kensuke Sasaki, you know, there was a lot of great talent in WCW. To me, at that time, WCW had a superior product as opposed to WWE. But, um, did you feel like, you know, basically you got in there because of Eric Bischoff. So, um, did, was, was it like an easy transition when he got you in there? It would like, did he have to talk to a few people to sell them on bringing you in into company or... No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, mainly because I don't think there was anybody who spoke Japanese at WCW. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> All right, so you, you was in there, in there like swimwear, basically. You was definitely right. in there. Uh, and 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 uh, made the made the business with, with Japan uh, uh, much easier. And you know, my counterpart Brad Ringen, who worked for uh, uh, Brad Ringen, was a 1984 Olympian. Yeah, former uh, AWA wrestler as well. Right. Uh, yeah. right. He was. Yeah. He was. He, you know. He was. There, he worked for New Japan office. So between Masa Saito, uh, who was the uh, international booker for you know, New Japan, and Eric Bischoff, myself, and Brad, you know, you actually, we, 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 everything we did was pretty smooth. Um, and, you know, because of uh, our television demand, of programming became more and more, you know, we, we were constantly looking for more, more product, new wrestlers, um, you know, the, to add to our television programming, and and you know, one, one of the things that, that that I really wish that we did more of, or at least we got to introduce it, was you know, Josh wrestling, which is the women wrestling from Japan. Yeah. Because once once we hired Medusa for uh, you know um, uh, to highlight Medusa's ability to wrestle, because you know Medusa worked with the, with all Japan wrestling and 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 Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, with you know, with Chigusa Nagayo, Akira Hokuto, Bo Nakano, Aja Kong, and those ladies. So, it was a great, you know, it was a way for us to showcase Medusa, mm-hmm. to bring in those Japanese talent, because, you know, they, they could put together a great show. You know, it takes two to make a great wrestling match. And, you know, um, there really wasn't, at the time, certainly, um, there wasn't a lot of, you know, gal wrestling who could, who could match the speed, timing, and 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 and, the, and obviously the the, the superior um, wrestling uh, uh, product that they could produce, you know, and so that's why we you know we we brought the girls in from Japan to work with Medusa. 
Yeah, you know and, how they say they say Styles make fights and you know Styles make wrestling, and then Medusa Styles, she was a very proficient wrestler against you know Kira Hokuto and Malaya Osaka. There was it was a, a lot of great matches in the women's division. You know, it act, it act, it actually like really established the women's division. I think with her wrestling these talents. I agree. I mean, you know, so so you know we we got to do a, you know a lot of that stuff, and and it 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 you know I mean it, I played. A uh, little part in, you know, bringing those new talent over. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that I, w- I was part of that during that period. Um, the, the, you know, the Chono, um, uh, Kosmura, mm-hmm. and Ultimate Dragon, and those guys, you know, I think they added such a great, there's a top star of, of Japanese wrestling, you know, even today. And and uh, to to expose them to uh, American fans and having that opportunity was great. And you know when they turned on me, when Chono turned on me, uh, and when he became the height of the NWO, the NWO Japan angle took off like you know uh, like amazing. We we were selling uh, uh, some over 1998. We sold five million dollars worth of t-shirt NWO t-shirt in Japan. Wow. But it, um, it or- originally originated in Japan, right? No, the, the NWO angle, actually, um, I, you know, I, I can't tell you when he came up, but I, I do remember the invasion angle. Yeah. Was, 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 I think it was done in Japan before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, the, the, I think it was a flight home from Japan is when Eric came up with that idea. Oh, wow. Because I'm saying that definitely revolutionized and changed the wrestling business to this day. You know, there's even, you know, the Monday Night Wars documentary they're doing on the WWE Network, which, you know, tells the whole story of the rise and fall of, you know, WCW and to the whole NWO angle and how it changed the business. You know, it's, it's to this day, I don't think anything will top it probably in our lifetimes. I don't even think anything will ever top that. Or, you know, people would watch the wrestling business the way they did back then, you know, because... The ratings right. dropped a lot, a great deal, ever since then. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, we, we we were producing ten hours of television at WCW, and you know, and and plus, the, you know, and you add that to WWF programming, and then you know, our a combined rating on Monday night, we were beating a lot of the, you know, if you combine both our television rating on Monday night, you know, we were topping more than network television shows. Yeah. So you 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 know, and I I'm just tickled to death that I was involved. I was involved and and and, uh, and, and was you know part of the show during that period of time. The height of professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Question I have for you. Um, I know you managed a lot of guys, but um, when was the? I'm trying to remember. When was the first time you came out on television? Who was the first person you managed in WCW? I think first person actually I I I. I I managed was when we had a World War Three pay per view. Uh, we were, we brought in uh, Masa Saito, uh, Kanemoto, Jushin Thunder Liger, yeah. um, uh, Ken Sit- Kensuke Sasaki, yeah. and uh, and we battled the uh, American contingent. And and that you know that was that, that was the first time on, you know we, we started you know the, so like. Masa Saito was, you know, obviously one of the most great, great known Japanese slash American talent. Yeah. No. And 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 I, and I gotta tell you uh, how kind some of these guys were helping me doing, you know, to to 
to develop my character and helping me with, you know, uh, well, uh, learning the business, per se. Um, you know, you, you take somebody like uh, Jimmy Hart, Bobby Heenan, those guys are great, you know, helping me, you know, just, just kind of solidify my, my character as, as a manager and, and what, what role manager plays, you know, um, basically what our jobs are. And uh, uh, um, you take, you know, you take somebody like Masa who, who been in business forever, um, and, and, you know, I mean, those guys were great. I mean, it, and I can't tell you how generous they are. Yeah. You know, they're generous with their time and, and their knowledge. Um, just, just, you know, just great people. Oh, and um, how was the concept of um, Sunny Ono itself, the glasses, the suit? Did anyone tell you to wear those certain outfits? And, you know, you got to tell me about the camera. How did that originate? How did all, how did Sunny Ono became WCW Sunny Ono? Well, you know, generally, you know, I mean, we were, we were, we were, you know, I was, I was my character was a rich Japanese businessman who, who, uh, um, you know, at the time, you know, was when, when Japanese economy was in, in, in that bubble, that was before the burst of the bubble. So it was, uh, you know, they were, they were rich. They were here buying up the companies in the United States and, you know, um, so that was, that was a character I played and, and it almost a caricature of, you know, a stereotypical Japanese you know, rich Japanese guys coming over here buying, you know, um, and everything they can with their, since the, you know, yen was strong. I mean, we, we even did a segment where we, how I try to, Colonel Parker tried to sell me the Mount Rushmore. Um, <laughs> and we did this third thing. And, you know, we were doing a filming out there and people were really getting upset because Colonel Parker was trying to con me into buying a Mount Rushmore. And I said, how much for the, put my face on that, that rock over, how much is it going to cost me? You know, and some of the some of the actual people that the tourists that was there, they were getting really upset with that. Oh my God! You know, especially WCW is more like the South area, so people was just like, you know, they were hating for like no reason. You know, even though hating your right. character, but you know, they were really getting passionate and right. upset yeah. about it. You know, we're natural heels. You know, whenever country go against country, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah, um, yeah. We're and, natural heels, though. But right. uh, uh, you know, as far as camera goes, it was one of those things. You know, Japanese were known to have taken pictures. You know, that was a stereotypical type of Japanese. Since I didn't have a cameraman with me, yeah. you know, we started taking a picture of every entrance, and and and, and um, that became the selfies. Yeah. You know. Do Do you uh, have a collection of the selfies? Have you ever developed them? And do you have them? Or? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we have. I have those pictures. Oh, you have like, yeah. probably over a hundred, right? Oh yeah, you know. Uh, but you know, the best, best part is, you know, how how uh, you know I was ahead of my time when it comes to that because. You know, selfie has such, such becomes you know even a, even a, even a word for you know it, it, uh, everybody know what selfie is and, and, uh, and you know that, that got more popular as, as a camera on a cell phone cell phone camera got to be you know much more uh, prevalent you know where everybody has one so but back then it was a disposable camera yeah. matter of fact, one point Fuji uh, a company wanted to sponsor uh, uh, and, and, you know, it was like, it was like a hundred thousand dollars they wanted to pay us for me to keep using Fuji camera. Oh, wow. So, were, and, they, were they providing the cameras to WCW, or those were cameras? No, no I was, I was, you know, we were just, you know, we were just picking them up at the top, but yeah. once they, that we were using it, you know, and, 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 uh, at the time, you know, it was, it was a, a, a great exposure for them, you know? Yeah. And, um, um 
I would say another uh, um, a wrestler I always seen you with, and, and I said was um, Ultimo Dragon. You know, I, I thought he was great back in the days, and I think his gimmick was he was the last um, student trained by Bruce Lee. I remember that. Who came? What, what, did he always have that, or that was something WCW put that gimmick on him? That no, I, I think I think that that's all. Uh, that that is all. Um, uh, um, you know, it's kind of background of Ultimo Dragon. I had nothing to do with WCW. Didn't put that on him. And and uh, you know, he's just such a great, great worker and and great innovator of wrestling. You know, there's there's a there's a the, the, there's, there's such thing as called the Asai uh, moonsault that you know he does. Um, uh, his name, you know, the maneuver that it's named after. Um, uh, Ultimo Dragon, which is his name, is you know Asai. Yeah, um, Yoshihiro Asai, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I mean, and I keep in touch with him. He's, he's right now, he's in Cuba. Um, I think he's on the way home from Cuba right now. But, uh, so, um, he, he, and he's really has continued to work, uh, continued to uh, teach wrestling, professional wrestling. And I think he has, you know, he goes all over the, the I mean, he's literally all over the world. You know, obviously he's, he's home in, in Mexico. Yeah. And, and, uh, and and he has home in Japan, but he he, he uh, does business in, in Cuba and and uh, Europe. So he's, I mean, the man is obviously you know it's it's uh, 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 literally he is man around the world. Yeah, uh, I always loved his his wrestling ability. Then who was the Dragon Kid? Was the, was was it a student of his, or that was just a regular? Yeah, I think I think it came out of it. Uh, he had a promotion called uh, Toriumon, which was a, a Dragon Gate promotion yeah. that he had in Japan. That was part of his company, and and now uh, 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 Dragon Kid was one of, when the character came out of there. It was one of uh, you know uh, de- uh, uh, wrestlers that he developed out of it, his promotion. Oh, and then at the time he was in WCW. That's when he had eight belts. One of them was the WWF Junior Heavyweight Title, right at that time. That was right. a, that, yeah, know, I mean, yeah. what's amazing about Ultimate Dragon is that, you know, he's the only person to ever held WWE belt and WCW Cruiserweight at the same time. And in, and, w, yeah, and, and in WCW, that's when he had the WWF Junior Heavyweight title, right, at that time? Right. So, yeah. yeah, so he's the only person to ever hold all those Cruiserweight or Junior Heavyweight belts. You know, I think at one point he had 10 of them. Yeah. And, and, and uh, he's the only person to ever hold all those belts. So it has never been... And certainly, and, and, you know, historically, he has the only person ever to hold both belts from those two companies, WWE and WCW, is the only person to ever hold both belts at the same time. Okay, because he's 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 amazing. Does he speak he speaks fluent Spanish and Japanese as well, right? Fluently, and it, you know, and his English is very good. His so. English is good too. Wow, I never would have thought that because you know, even though you was always the mouthpiece for him, but it was rare that I remember him speaking. But his English is really good as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh wow, wow, wow. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm and, and and his, you know, different color tights and you know he was he was like a like the Rey Mysterio of Japan. I always consider him that, you know. But I don't know why WWE never really pushed him, pushed him really hard. Because I think his merchandise would have sold, you know, literally, you know, in America, you know, you know, because you could his products in eBay, you could see the stuff in Japan. Like he has a lot of merchandise, but I don't know. Right. I think WWE dropped the ball with him big time. Yeah, I, you know. I... You know, like not. I mean, I don't know how to. I never worked for them, yeah. so I can't really can't tell you that. That, uh, but as as a business person, yeah, uh, I think I think they do. 
you know, they could do a lot better than some of the foreign talent. Yeah. You know, because, because their product goes all over the world. Yeah. So if you have, you know, um, a Japanese talent, if you have a talent from, like, Great Kali from India, yeah. um, you know, those guys are like gods when they go home because, you know, they, they made it here so big, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and they could do a lot more with that if they can ha give them a, a, a success in the United States, they can take that product and take it back to Japan or uh, India or wherever and, and, and maximize, you know, their merchandise and all that stuff, which, you know, I don't know why that, that doesn't happen. You know, obviously, you know, the, the, the international part of their business is, you know, for, for I mean, they could do a lot better. I, and I, I can't really say they're lacking because I don't know, you know, how the structure of their, their international business is, but yeah. they could do a lot better. And, you know, and the point, you know, uh, one of the points will be that they just brought in uh, a new Japanese talent over. Yeah, uh, Yeah, and, you know, Kenta is known, you know, established, you know, wrestler, established name in Japan. Mm -hmm. Well, then they bring him, you know, introduce him to WWE and they give him, you know, a, a total different name. Yeah, Hideo Otami. I, I totally despise that name. I know people that got used to it, but, you know, they only do, do, I think they did that just because, you know, so they could get merchandise off that name, right? Because if he... Yeah, so they, yeah, so, yeah. They can control, so they can control, you know, the, control the character. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, I think it's just, it's just silly business yeah. because they, because he's so much known in, in Japan as Kenta, why not capitalize on that? Exactly. You know? um, but but anyway, like I said, I don't I don't know how the business model and the, you know what decision was made, why. But you know, looking from outside in, I I just don't understand that. And I hope I hope you know because he, he doesn't speak English. I hope and which is which is a you know which is a, some somewhat of a, to be able to do an interview and to be able to communicate because it is end of the day it is American television. So I think, you know, it doesn't matter who comes in, if they don't have a, 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 a proper mouthpiece, you know, slash manager for a foreign talent who doesn't speak English, I think, you know, they're, they're kind of doomed, you yeah. know. Well, another question, since you, we were talking about WWE, um, why is it that you never yourself went to the WWE? Is, was there any particular reason for that, or they never called? Well, you know what, I, I was very fortunate after I left, um, uh, WCW in, 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 uh, in 2000, um, you know, uh, what, you know, that was, that, that's when it was, it was the end, end of WCW as we know it. And, um, um, you know, I, it was kind of good timing for me as, uh, as a person. I'm, I'm, I'm looking back now. I'm very fortunate that it happened when it did happen because when you're on the road, you know, 220 plus days, you know, you really don't have, you know, opportunity to, to, to experience your children's yeah. activity. And, and I have four kids, you know, at the time, my, I think my oldest daughter was a, a, a junior in high school. So, um, you know, I got to, to experience all the, uh, you know, the, the sporting events to 
all the all the choir choir for my daughters and cheerleading for nationals and stuff like that. So you know, I'm I'm very fortunate. You know, and as I told you earlier, that my old my youngest is now graduated as a state champion, and he's going to Warburg, so he's in a college. So you know, all my kids, uh, 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 except my last one, who's, who's still attending, like I said, at Warburg College. But they, you know, so you know. Right now, it's opportunity for me to get back into wrestling is is pretty good, and and having said that, um, I just you know Jeff Jarrett is is, is uh, starting a new company, and and uh, you know hopefully I can help with that program. Um, um, to give you a little tidbit, back when TNA first started, um, Jeff actually flew me to Vegas and offered me a job as to do to help them with their international mm-hmm. and. And, and uh, at that point, you know, you, that timing wasn't right for me, so um, uh, that didn't materialize. Uh, uh, but, you know, um, I just recently saw Jeff, and, and, and uh, Jeff and I will probably have a conversation where uh, I, hope, I hope, too, that I can help him, you know, as any in- endeavor he, because he, I, I think his company is called The Global. Yeah, Global and, Force Wrestling, yeah. So, you know, if I can help him with, and assist him in any way I can, International wrestling, and that that would be that would be great. Oh wow! So he he's definitely is he definitely making tractions with that because I think they just had like um you just seen the promo of like the the logo for it, but is there stuff moving with GFW? Yeah, I I think I think they have a pay per view from Japan coming up here. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I read about that, or was he? I think he was trying to get Jim Ross or something to do like commentary for the pay per view or something. I I, I kind of heard that, so yeah. Oh wow, that's amazing! And you know, I didn't know it was getting traction like that, but that's really good, you know. And then you yep. know, so now you definitely could get back into the business again. And then instead of the selfies, you could have different. You have iPhones, you have Samsung phones. You don't even need the Fuji cameras no more. Right? Yeah. We, 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 you know, I'm, I'm sure there will be a lot more opportunity for us to uh, um, uh, do some stuff. You know, the technology is growing by bounds. You know, in in, in last twelve, fifteen years. So. Um, uh, so I, I I think opportunity to do some stuff would be great. Yeah, you know? so. definitely. I was gonna say, um, can you tell me any road stories? Who was your driving? Who 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 was you really driving with or taking flights with back in the days? Well, you know, I, you know, my 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 uh, uh, last port of the after Yuji Nagata went back to Japan. Yeah, who was last Japanese talent that I managed, and and I was with Ern, you know Ernest Miller for a long time. Yeah. Ernest and I, you know, we talk to each other probably every other day. We're real good friends because we're, you know, our backgrounds in martial arts. So, and, and, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, last week I was in New York with him. I, I won uh, a Twin Tower Karate Championship um, where he won the Grand Championship. So, you know, he, he still actively competes. And, and uh, so, you know, Ernest and I used to travel together. Taz Hayashi, Perry Saturn, you know, four of us would travel together on the roads. Um, you know, and we, we, it's just amazingly, amazingly crazy time because, in, in essence, you know, traveling on the road in professional wrestling is like uh, uh, a rock and roll concert. Yeah. Uh, tour, um, and, and a little bit of carny mixed in there somewhere. Right. <laughs> you know? Do you have any? Do you have any funny stories you can say? It could be rated PG. It could be rated R. Any funny like? You know, pranks or anything. Well, you know, this, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I can probably share a bunch of stories. Um, uh, 
but, you know, I mean, I remember, uh, uh, I remember we were in Louisiana, and uh, one of the uh, uh, bar had a, a kind of WCW Monday night uh, meet and greet kind of thing, and they invited a bunch of wrestlers over. It was a pretty big club, and uh, Perry, uh, who's 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 a you know he's a somewhat of a little bit of a, a crazy shooter, and he uh, um, um, one of the fan kind of bumped into me at the bar and tried to uh, budge in between us because he was he was kind of trying to get a couple of wrestlers and had a little run with a couple of wrestlers, and Perry was kind of shadowing the guy. And the minute the guy bumped into me, Perry just put him in a sleeper, and 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 you know. That guy passed out and dragged him outside. You know, I mean, Perry, Perry was, Perry was a, a great friend, um, a great guy, uh, um, and uh, you know, he, he was he was always around to uh, uh, he, he'd be the first one to get into with somebody else. I I remember uh, people always talked about uh, Haku the Ming. Yeah, that he's a legit tough guy. Oh, he. he you know, well, first of all, I used to tell people this all the time. I said, why would you want to mess with a guy whose grandfather was a, literally king of Tonga? And, and and not only that, you know, people in Tonga used to eat people. Oh. They're cannibals. You serious? So, yeah. So why would you want to mess with somebody, you know, who used, yeah, as a child, they used to use their forehead to, uh, 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 you know, break coconut. So, I mean, you know, I mean, he's a legit, I remember, as I to tell you, in Baltimore, um, a couple of, uh, Brian Nobbs of the Nasty Boys, I think their brother or brother-in-law, uh, were all at the bar and uh, at Marriott, and, uh, I remember, uh, some altercation, and, and man got, and it's pretty quiet generally, but, you know, he just snaps, and, and I remember he had him by the throat, bent over a jukebox backward, and and he took like Macho Man and 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 you know four or five other guys to calm Ming down, not to you know not to kill the guy. Oh my God! I mean, you know, um, I mean, there's, there's so many. I mean, he's a, he's a legit, a nicest man in the world. I mean, he he had. He had, you know, he had seen my, my old, my youngest boy, um, uh, uh, you know, when he was a baby, you know, uh, Meng would just love to just hold him. We'd be at Disney and he said, let I hold you, baby, please. You know, that kind of, <laughs> you know, I mean, the sweetest man, but my man, I mean, you know, you, at the same time, he's probably the scariest, you know, wrestler uh, alive that I know of. Yeah, he right? I said, um, um, he definitely comes across like that on TV, you know, so he, he looks like you don't want to mess with him, just with that look. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, why would anybody want to mess with the wrestler anyway? <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, the people are drunk, they're like, oh, that's fake, I could take him out, you know, that's, you know, a lot of people who are drunk probably see a wrestler and they'll, they'll you know. Uh, but, no, there's, there's nothing fake about a guy uh, who weighs 300 plus pounds standing on top of a turnbuckle, you know, splashing you on the mat. Exactly. Some, some, something's gonna get hurt, and you know what? What's most important, what's most impressive about those guys? Those guys do this stuff days and day out. They, they'll work five, four or five days a week. Yeah. 
you know, and, and put their body out there like that. It's, it's, they're amazing athletes, and I don't think they get credit for it as much. I think real smart, you know, fan knows how athletic they are. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, a casual wrestling fan, you know, say, well, you know, that stuff is fake. There's nothing fake about wrestling. I mean, yes, the outcome is pretty, you know, it's a television outcome. And, then, and obviously they're not taking their fists and punching each other with full force bare knuckle. Yeah. But... You know, have any one of those guys body slam you? Yeah, I know it's. Yeah, I mean, those you can take. Yeah, you know, it's 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 definitely it's you know because you know you have people that like oh you still watch wrestling that's for kids or you know I can't believe you watch that fake stuff you know you you know you should watch boxing but you know I think wrestling to me is a physically demanding sport you know sports entertainment whatever you want to call it and you know these guys you don't want to mess with these guys and you know a lot of them are athletes that come out of football and they go into wrestling or martial artists you know it's hey yeah no I'm, I'm telling you what I, I remember Ernest Miller kicked a guy one time uh, one of the fans that was coming over the, the derailing and, and you know I mean he blasted that guy like I think I tried to sue him or stuff but you know I oh, think man. he blasted five rolls of chairs um yeah, I mean, you know, why would you why would you want to mess with those guys? Yeah, exactly, I mean. exactly. You know, also getting back into the wrestling for like for the females, you only had two females who managed, right? Malaya Hosaka and Akira Hokuto. Right, Akira Hokuto, Bonacano. Yeah, yeah Bonacano. Um, that's right. She was there for a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was, I, and, and for a brief stint, uh, 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 Chigusa Nagayo mm-hmm. came in as a zero. Um, and so you know, we, we had a lot of. Uh, 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 a wrestler that, uh, um, and you know, I'm going to tell you something else. Yeah. Judy Suzuki and Ozaki came in. Uh, we brought him in for a show to, to uh, uh, I think they wrestled against Bonacano and, and Akira Hokuto. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a tag match with them four. But anyway, you know, uh, Judy Suzuki, Ozaki, either one of these girls, I doubt, weigh more than 120 pounds. The punishment they take is just unbelievable, and you know they're so because of their because of maybe maybe looking for more respect or whatever the reason is, they're so stiff on their their punches and kicks and their moves. If if any of you fans out there listening to me, go out there on YouTube and look at some of those matches. You cannot believe how stiff they are. And, 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 and you talk about and how tough they are. Um, and obviously there's a concussion and stuff involved. And, but, you know, they've been, they've been a, actually a couple of deaths um, because of they kept working after they probably had a concussion with a couple of women, you know, women wrestlers. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm a big fan of women wrestling from Japan. I wish we did more of that. I wish, you know, I mean, look, TNA is great on eye, you know. For, but but great wrestling um, is, is is where I'm at, and and some of those wrestling that they do, women wrestling producers are just just you know amazing. Yeah. Yeah, like TNA for a time, the the women's matches were like the best matches, and even that one main event was um, Gail Kim against Austin Khan. I think was the only female main event they had in TNA, and you know, uh, oh, yeah, good. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I was going to tell you about Judy Suzuki and. And, and Ozaki having a match on, on Monday Night Nitro. Matter of fact, they opened a show with, with them. Um, I think we were in Virginia somewhere. Yeah. And I remember they had a phenomenal opening match. And, and 
everybody, all the boys, the the the, the, the booker, everybody was happy with, with what they produced. And end of the night, the booker came to me and says, hey, I can't use the girls anymore. And I said, why is that? You know, what they do. I mean, everybody was talking about how great they were. Yeah. And he says, it says, he told me, he said, they're making our boys look bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was his comment. I'm, I'm quoting, you know. And that was Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> oh, oh, I love you. Drop the name. I love it. Oh, man. He's actually said that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said, yeah, we can't use the girls anymore. They're making our boys look bad. <laughs> You know, you figure, you know, you want people to watch, you know, you know, men like wrestling, but, you know, they also like to see women wrestle and to have, you know, you know, women without flaunting anything who are actually showing ability in the ring, you know, it'll, it'll make people want to watch more. But, wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah. No, it, it, you know what? And, you know, just, just to tell you, they, I, I was just very fortunate. And, and, and publicly, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't want to sound like the guy who's kissing Eric Bischoff's ass, but, you know, he's, he's a great friend of mine. Yes, yes. And he continued to be a great friend of mine. And, and, uh, he, uh, you know, he gave me, because of our friendship or otherwise, gave me a great opportunity for me to, to, to get, in, get into the professional wrestling. And, and, you know, got, had, you know, we, I mean, we got to go to North Korea, um, uh, together. Um, um, you know, we got to do a lot of things together because of wrestling. So, you know, I'm very fortunate, and and uh, and, and you know, shout out to Eric for uh, allowing me to you know to experience all those things. And you know, we got, I got to go there with Muhammad Ali. I was walking from Tomb of the uh, Kidoza, one of the famous Japanese wrestlers, with the uh, tombs in, in in North Korea. So I'm walking back from the tomb, and I I, I felt something in the back of the head, and I said, "What the hell?" So I turn around and. Mom Dolly throwing punches at my head. <laughs> so I turn around and I got a picture of me and him squaring off. And and uh, um, uh, Dolly was so generous, he actually signed the uh, a watch that he gave me. That uh, it's one of the fossil, you know, um, uh, watch that where he's standing over Sonny Liston, and uh, he actually signed the picture and the uh, the watch. It's the two sunny Muhammad Ali. Oh, you good. know, so it's, yeah, you got to put that picture up on Facebook. I have to see that. Is, is it on your Facebook? Yeah, I'm not allowed to dig it up. I mean, I, I know it is. So yeah, so you know, it's, it's stuff like that. Really, you know, so those kind of opportunities that I had um, because of wrestling, you know, I'm very grateful. Yeah. Um, but you know, so but you know, as as, as of the last four or five years that you know I've been kind of managing uh, uh, my son's wrestling career, so. You know, I mean, it's in my blood, and, and it, it's a lot of fun, and, and uh, you know, and, and if anybody want to get a hold of me, and they can, they can, you know, look, look me up on a Facebook, I'm the Sunny Ono, so, you know, it's easy to find. Yeah. Also, getting down to, like, the winding times of WCW, um, what happened with with you? Like, um, you, you was released, am I correct, in WCW? In oh, what, what, what happened was this, you know, I mean, and I, I mean, everybody can go online and read this stuff, but... Okay. Uh, Vince Russo, Eric was gone. Vince, you know, Bill Bush, uh, who was an accountant, account, you know, he was an accountant. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he kind of took over the, the company because there was really nobody else. Um, and he, he played a part of, you know, get rid of Eric. Um, and and uh, uh, he brought in Vince Russo. Yeah. Well, Vince Russo, you know, you know, just came in and said, uh, on, on one WCW uh, a, a broadcast of our, 
he did, and he, what he said was he doesn't want any Japanese, he doesn't want any Mexican on his television show. And he's a head writer now. Wow. So, and, and, and uh, proceeded to fire all the Japanese and all the Mexicans. He says, I, want, I don't want nothing but American on my television show. What? You know, but, but here, here's the problem. The problem is that you cannot, you cannot be Time Warner, part of Time Warner Company, and, and, and openly discriminate against, you know, the people who already have a job at that company and, 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 and take them off television. And there was a lot of that, you know, so, you know, and basically, you know, uh, JJ called me up and said, hey, we're not going to use you anymore, so, you know, there you go. And I said, well, JJ, you can't do, you know, you, you, you can't, you know, you can't discriminate because of where they come from or their race or color or their national origin. And, and uh, JJ knew what the deal was, and, you know, that's basically what happened. Oh, wow. So... But was it one clean swoop, like every Mexican and Japanese wrestler were released at, at, at one shot, or...? Yeah, everybody was gone. They took us all off TV. Um, I was there one day, and I was gone the next day. Um, 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 so so they all the Mexicans, and except Ray Mysterio, because, you know, he's from San Diego, actually. Yeah. But, but, but all the luchadors, they were all gone. Yeah. Is it because Rey Mysterio was cool with, like, all the, the big top... Oh, no, Rey Mysterio, because I think Rey Mysterio was not considered, you know, he was, he was American, you yeah. know. Well, you know, so, um, but yeah, that's what happened. And, and you know, left left uh, a million-dollar contract with New Japan, um, you know, on the table. So, I mean, they didn't think business, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, you know, he may be a good writer, I don't know. Um, I don't care for his product, but, um, you know... Uh, he tried to keep his self current, um, for whatever the reason. I don't know why he does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, you know, um, but, but that's what happened. And, 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 and somebody in our upper management should have put a stop to that. But they didn't. So, you know, that, that was, at the end of the day, that was a consequence. Oh, and then you also filed a, a, a wrongful suit claim, right, with um, WCW? And did you, and you got money out of this, or...? So, like, what was the reason, though? Like, did you get, like, a fake reason that you got released? Was it, like, what was your release saying? That they had nothing, no use for you? No, they like, said, no they, yeah, they said that we're not going to use you because writers are not going to put you in, a, in the show. I mean, it was just, yeah, I mean, you know, it's pretty pretty simple. When you write or they make those public statements, why they're not going to use you because of your national origin, it's kind of easy to, easy to figure out. Oh, <laughs> you know? oh my so, God. But like from, from from when that happened, did you wanted to go to like a ECW or you know at that time did you want to go anywhere else or you was you was just done? No, no it was a good timing. I mean everything kind of worked out and way you know gives me a reason to fight and 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 I fought and I won. Yeah. So um, I'm, 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 it was, it, you know it was it all worked out good. 
Yeah. Well, I read I read online that it says like the lawsuit was eventually settled out of court. So did they? So nothing was final in the courtroom, right? Was it settled out? And did you get like compensation for? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was one of the largest settlement ever. <laughs> uh, I, I, you don't have to disclose how much you got, but I guess with that laugh, I guess it was pretty good amount. Like, okay, I'm I'm satisfied. Yeah, send all my kids to college. <laughs> all right, <laughs> enough said. Enough said. <laughs> oh man, you know it's it, it's crazy because I I think I remember at that time that was with the whole, I think Hulk Hogan had jeans, right? That's when he was jobbing to Billy Kidman at that time, I believe. And right. And it was the it was and but but wait a minute but then when Bischoff came back he was with Russo um, didn't he try to get you back in or no no I no I mean you really I was I wasn't really you know interested in that uh, nor you know, nor was there any talk of that um, um, you know I, I I I think I was I was still fighting the uh, um, uh, the battle so you know it really wasn't a good timing for us to do anything at the time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I said, you know, things worked out real well, end of the day. Yeah. So, you know, um, um, I'm, and, 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 and like I said, looking at it from retrospect, you know, I'm, I'm glad I got to, to come home and, and, you know, enjoy my family and watch my, and, you know, children grow and, 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 you know, and, and, and you gotta remember, I was already, you know, a business person before I got into wrestling, so yeah. it was a tough transition for me to get back to what I was doing, you know. Yeah, you know, because some people get pl- complacent at a job, and they, you know, they're afraid to leave a job, but sometimes you get a reality check, and you get fired, it almost adds fuel to the fire of what you want to do, so, you know, you got the time to spend with your kids and be there for your kids as well, so in a way, it sort of worked out, right? Yeah, so it worked out really well. Oh, okay, okay. Um, um, Sonny, I want to do, like, some kind of game with you and, like, you know, just random things that just come out of my head. So I'm going to ask you just a few questions and just think what comes to your mind. Um, did you, was you ever upset that you never had a Sonny Ono action figure? Did you ever want one? Yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been nice if I would have, but, you know, I will tell you that I was involved in the video games, you know, about three or four of those. That's right. You was at NWOWCW Revenge, right? And what was great was one day I got a check for, you know, like uh, $40,000, and I had to call the office and I asked her, I said, hey, I think you've sent me, like, uh, Randy Macho Man, Randy Savage's check or something, because <laughs> this is certainly, certainly not my paycheck. And they said, oh, let me check. No, it's your paycheck for royalties. And I went, wow. So, put me in every video game you can. <laughs> wow. But the the game I remember you came out with was on WCW NWO Revenge. I think you was just a manager though, but I don't think you was able. There was you know you wasn't able to control you. It was just you was just the guy standing I, out there. Well, actually, I was the hidden character. After you won so many matches, you got yeah, the, yeah, that's right, that's right. Oh my god! You see, I yeah, I, I played well, that a lot. <laughs> yeah, because one time my my uh, I was I, I I recommended my 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 sons. And they went downstairs, and they were really quiet. So I go downstairs, and they're playing video game. And and uh, uh, I think I think one of my son had uh, uh, Hulk Hogan beating the crap out of me in the ring. And I said, I said, what are you doing? He says, it's Hulk, Hulk is beating you up, Dad. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was that was his way of getting back at me. Yeah. That, um, how does it feel to have, like you know I, I I don't know how that feel. How does it feel to have, see yourself in a freaking video game? Like what is? Oh, I think it's the coolest thing ever. I think I still have a couple copies downstairs. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, when Sonny Ono leaves this planet, Sonny Ono will always be in a video game, you know? Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
You know. Also, um, give me a little Kensuke Sasaki. How do you like? How did you like him? Well, you know, Kensuke Sasaki is married to Akira Hokuto. Yeah, husband and wife. They were, like the were they the first husband and wife team? Besides, right, and I went back. I went back a couple of years ago to Japan, and and um, you know, uh, actually, Hokuto is is a, a a morning television personality. So she's you know she's doing really well. I mean, she's she's done a lot of talk shows, game shows. And and uh, yeah, so and she's she's one of the morning like uh, she's part of morning talk show and and, and uh, so she's 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 doing really well. And Kensuke has uh, his own dojo, um, uh, uh, so you know he 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 runs a lot of independent. Um, the part of the, the you know he'll work with Russell One or uh, in Japan time to time and you know go work those shows. So um, they're, you know they're doing really well. Kinski is a real great guy. I mean, he just um, uh, back in the days uh, a- after uh, uh, um, uh, or prior to uh, uh, me leaving WCW, I went to Japan and uh, did a, a comedy show uh, where there's two wrestlers wrestled a bunch of comedians on, on Japanese television show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you? Uh, uh, it was it was it was a Japanese show that I'm trying to think of the name of it, but um, uh, uh, it's the uh, um, where uh, uh, Roll Warrior Hawk and Kensuke Sasaki would throw these these wrestlers, and they were you know they, these guys they weigh 110 pounds, and they would throw them in on like a hat. You know, on one side of the <laughs> ring there would be nothing but teppanyaki, uh, 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 like you know those restaurants at, at, at Benihana's. Yeah. He would throw them on there, and another another part, of the, another other side of the ring would be nothing but these uh, 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 a sticky glue mat, or they would stick them on the walls. You know, it was just kind of abusing the comedian kind of thing. And 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 uh, we got to go to Japan and do stuff like that with Kensuke. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff I got to do with a lot of these things. Uh, you know, related to wrestling, but outside of wrestling. Oh wow, that's that's amazing! Like, I'm sure you can see this on YouTube, right? They probably have this on YouTube. Yeah, somewhere down there, I'm sure there is. Oh, uh, okay. And um, there's any? Was there any a particular Mexican wrestler that you really clicked with, or you got along with really good? Or? Well, you know what? Those those guys were, you know, in my opinion, they were never utilized properly. Um, I think Hooventude got over a little bit. Yeah. Uh, um, but you know, like Psychosis was a great talent. Um, El Dandy, um, Damien, all those guys. I think they were they were they were real great Mexican talent, and and but I don't I don't think you know lack of not having um, ability to speak English. Yeah. Uh, of course, I managed you know a lot of those guys for a, a brief stint. Yeah. Uh, um, when I had you know when I did uh, when I feud with Ultimate Dragon, yeah. you know I brought in psychosis and. And and uh, uh, El Dandy and you know and, yeah. and those that was in the in the Great American Bash right where the was psychosis right. against Ultimate Dragon right yeah. so you know I mean so but I, I just I just think that they were they didn't, because they didn't have um, um, uh, uh, aside from um, um, uh, Conan who was you know who, who was kind of a liaison guy for all the Mexican wrestlers yeah but. Only problem with that was this is because Conan was also a wrestler, mm-hmm. so he was too busy trying to make sure that he, you know he got his spot. You know, yeah. 
and, and, and not, not blaming Conan, I'm just saying that I think he, he, that was too much. But there should have been another person who, who, would, who would, you know, who would actually advocated for those guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because he was in, you know, he was in the top position too. So you know, I think everybody's in the top position. You know, they're not giving up their spot. You know, so I think that's pretty much. Yeah. You know, but, wow, wow. So, um, um, Sonny, any and anything you have going on right now? Then you know, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to? Well, you know, you know, like I, you know, I have always owned my little car dealership, and we, you know, we do. But uh, you know, that's that's kind of my 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 things I do. We do. Uh, I do own a production company with uh, a couple of guys. We do event coordinating. You know, we we, we do a sports festival, a youth sports festival that includes. Uh, we did one here in, in, in the town I live in, in Mason City, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a, a River City Sports Festival, which you know we had like nine different events, everything from you know dance team contest to three on three basketball, wrestling, uh, powerlifting, um, golf, um, you know tennis. But we do sporting events or various various uh, 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 you know towns and 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 states and and cities. So you know we do we do. We coordinate that kind of stuff. So, you know, I stay my, I stay busy, but uh, right now, I think the only plug I want to make is that is that everybody cheer for my son. Hopefully, he makes the team at Warburg College, D uh, three uh, uh, national champion, NCAA national champions, and uh, you know, hopefully, he can make the lineup. And you can follow him on, uh, um, you know, you can follow him on, on the NCAA uh, D three wrestling. Yeah, and hopefully we might see you and GFW in the future, or... Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm going to help out, but yeah. it's, you know, uh, with the international, whenever I can. Um, you know, it'd be fun to get back and, 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 and do some business. Okay, and one more random question for you. Um, have you tasted um, Buffalo Bill beer, and how is it? Well, uh, uh, from um, Beric Bischoff's beer. Yeah, it's from Cody, Wyoming. Yeah, Cody, yeah. yes, yes, yes. How is it? Yeah, Actually, Eric's beer, I mean, it's just pretty good. I remember, you know, early on, I mean, we're talking about 10 years, 10, 12 years ago, he was, he was developing that. So, you know, I've been to his place in Cody. It's a beautiful place. And, and it's, a, you know, anybody who get a chance, you know, uh, want to go into Yellowstone, I think Cody is right entrance to the Yellowstone National Park. So, you know, you got to go stay at uh, Buffalo Bill. Um, there's, there's a hotel called the Buffalo Bill Hotel, yeah. and, and you got to stay there. Well, I, I definitely want to try that beer, man. It look, it looks, you know, the way he talks about it, and other wrestlers talk about it, it sounds good. I definitely want to try it. I think, you, I think you get older in line. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oh okay. I th- I, I could have sworn he was saying before you couldn't transport beer or something like that, but oh. I, I don't know the whole rules about that. But yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, hey, listen, thank you so much no. for having me. No, no problem. Thank you for giving me, you know, an hour of your time. I appreciate that, Sonny. And, you know, it's it's a, it's a pleasure talking to you, and you've done a lot for the wrestling business. And, you know, everybody talks about the managers of Bobby Heenan, Classy Freddie Blassie, Paul Heyman, but, you know, you're right up there, too, man. Even though, you know, you wasn't there for a long time, your short mark was very rem- memorable. So I want you to, you know, have that, have that in your mind, that you are memorable and you're a great manager. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks for having me. All right, no problem, Sonny. Have a good one. All right, take care. Bye-bye.